Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to The Dinner Table with your host Chantel and Samantha. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy. Enjoy. What's up, what's up everyone? Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode. You're at The Dinner Table with Chantel and Samantha. So Samantha, what are we serving this episode? We are spilling the tea as always. Let's get it. And then we are talking about goals for next year. We are announcing our Christmas movie tournament winner. I'm going to tell you guys about Epcot's Festival of the Holidays. And we'll be talking a little bit about our holiday plans. And we will have our toast at the end. Welcome to the season finale. Yes, the last episode of 2020, excited to say. So starting off with some torturing of the children. I don't know if you guys have seen, but if you want some holiday cheer and smiles, go ahead and Google the viral videos of the Grinch experience. So these parents, which I idolize, are like setting their children up during a photo shoot. And the Grinch is unexpectedly coming behind the children and scaring the living crap out of them. I just like, this is total parents gold. Have you seen any videos of this? Yes, I've seen the photo shoots. I've seen the (laughs) videos to go along with it. And I'm telling you, this is the only reason why I want a kid. I want to torture them. I'm just kidding. (laughs) And then, especially when they have that one song that's like starting to get annoying to me. Oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. no. So um, if you're on TikTok or watch any reels, you guys know exactly what song we're talking about, but it is a good laugh, especially how they break it up in segments. Like the kid goes from smiling to like (laughs) WTF and to like running for their lives. So go ahead and look that up. It's, it's. It's a good laugh. So good. What is also so good, um, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden were named Times Persons of the Year. And Mitch McConnell has finally recognized Joe Biden as our next president. So it's over for you, bitches. (laughs) Na, 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. Yes, Joe Biden has like 306 electoral votes. Donald Trump, 232. Bye-bye. You're fired. <laughs> the Pfizer vaccine has finally made its way to hospitals in America, and the first doses were administered this Monday. Yep. And they will continue to be administered. And also Moderna is working on getting their emergency use authorization from the FDA. So those will go out to the hospitals as well. Yeah. So um, Samantha and I both listened to this podcast called The Daily, and they interviewed uh, like some pharmacists and nurses that were given the vaccine in um, North Dakota and New Orleans. Um, But earlier this week, they also interviewed someone who was saying that basically like they can make it mandatory. And should they make it mandatory? Because I guess Mm -hmm. smallpox vaccine was mandatory. And if they do make it mandatory, how would they show like that one person has received the vaccine? 
So because currently there is no system to show proof that like you've received the vaccine. So do you think like, cause I know you're in like the healthcare facility still, do you think that it would ever like could reach a point where it's mandatory? Like everyone should have to get it? Yeah, there's a possibility. The company I work for flu shots are mandatory. If you don't yeah. get a flu shot, you're fired. Like right. legit, like you have to get your flu shot or you have to submit proof of why you can't get it, but you have to jump through hoops to prove why you can't have the flu shot. Yeah. When I was in, um, in the healthcare, um, department too, like we, I think the only reason that someone got out of it was because of like religion reasons. That was legit. Like the only person I came across when I was in the healthcare field that they didn't get the flu shot because, um, their religion. But like Samantha said, like it is mandatory in the um, healthcare field. So right. So we were also talking about how hard it's going to be for example, like a snowbird gets their first dosage because it's two doses, gets yeah. the first one in New York, comes down to Florida. Right. And with the two manufacturers, you can't mix and match. Right. What if you forget you had the Pfizer and then you get the Moderna and it doesn't work the right way. So they're, they really do need to come up with a system where you can locate who had it, where, which one. But I get it. They're trying to roll it out, but there's... They were right on the daily when they said that because we thought about that too. Yeah. And like, what if like my job or the job that you're currently working at, like not you, Samantha, but like the listeners, like what if they like say, oh, it's mandatory for you to work here. Then how do you prove that? Like I can say, hey, I got the shot. There's, what do you want me to do to show proof? Like, Well, it's, it's the same thing with the flu shot when I have to show proof that I had it done at an outside facility. You have the lot number, the expiration yeah, the lot yeah. on a form. So you're going to have to provide that form somehow. Yeah, but you know, you know, that can be, lot numbers can be pulled up on the internet. Like I can totally. But it's going to have to be a, like on an official form from the pharmacy. Yeah. yeah, if you have to get a signature, like the, wherever you work, we need to provide some kind of form to take it in. So that is a way around that. But there is no system that will, you can right. pull up yourself. But I think the main issue is going to be with, people forgetting which shot they got yeah so it's gonna be two different ones I think yeah. that's gonna be the main issue and people remembering to get the second one well if you're in IT I mean I feel like this is a gold mine for someone right now to like create some kind of app or a system to you know just bring everything together so I'm surprised no one has hopped on that well anyways Olivia Jade hopped on over to the red table with Jada Pickett uh, Smith and you know also hosted with um, her daughter Willow and her mom I don't know what's her mom's name I'm not sure anyways well it's three <laughs> generations at the table you have Jada Pickett Smith her daughter and Jada's mom um, Olivia Jade is the daughter of Aunt Becky from Full House and mm -hmm. we talked about her a couple episodes ago about her and her husband being caught committing bribery um, for their daughters to go to this college in California. So they got caught doing that. Olivia Jade, she's at the, she went to the red table to, I guess, just break her silence. This is her, this is her first time ever speaking to anyone like in an interview form regarding her parents. So what was your take on that? Did you watch it? I watched the first 15 minutes 
and Jada's mom literally didn't want her to come on. I guess Olivia contacted Jada, reached out to her and asked to be on the show. Like she wanted that to be her first public appearance. And Jada's mom just didn't get it. She's like, she's literally using her white privilege again. Like she felt really uncomfortable. And I kind of agreed with her. It felt like a weird flex, but Olivia was saying that, you know, she's like a huge fan. She feels comfortable coming to the table where it's a no judgment zone and you can lay it all out and she's going to get the truth from them. Like tough love kind of thing. Right. But I still felt like it was off brand for Olivia, but maybe she's trying to prove that she learned her lesson and she wants to change. Yeah. We'll see. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see with her actions. Cause I mean, her words, she sounds, she seems like she's on the right path. She acknowledged that um, it she's been living within like white privilege and in her little bubble she's also a big youtuber so i know she's like taking some hits with um like losing some sponsors that were supporting her so maybe this platform because they're on youtube only right so i feel like she had brand deals with sephora too that she lost yeah but the red table is on youtube only right i mean on facebook only right I believe so. And they have a podcast. Yeah. So I feel like this kind of platform is also beneficial for her and her YouTube followers as well. So hopefully she continues on the right path and uses her platform, like she says, for good. Mm -hmm. But that just doesn't like, it's still a mother in prison right now because she didn't have a correct address for her and her family for her kids to go to school and she used her friend's address. Like her mom got sentenced, that mom got sentenced to five years. Aunt Becky is only doing two months. So it's like, I really just don't have any empathy or sympathy right. for the chick. Like you have money to send your mom commissary. Like your mom is gonna be good in there. I'm sure she has extra security because she's a celebrity. Like it's gonna be nothing. So yeah. I agree. So Colin Kaepernick and Ben and Jerry's have teamed up to use their platform for good. They are releasing a non-dairy vegan ice cream next year. It's called Colin Kaepernick's Change the World. And it's spelled like world. Yeah. It's caramel with fudge chips, graham cracker swirls, and chocolate cookie swirls. All the proceeds will go to support Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights camp. That's nice that they got their linking together for the greater good. 2020 mm-hmm. ended off on a good note. So when is that release? That ice cream? It says it's coming to freezers in 2021. Yes. So we'll remind you guys when we taste it. Cause I'll be getting some. How about you? Oh yeah. I'm a huge Ben and Jerry's fan. Yeah. Like I love what they stand for and their ice cream is so delicious. Like that's literally my go-to. So I will definitely be getting it. Pro tip, if you're looking for some fun Ben and Jerry's flavors, Target always has the best. They get like special flavors just for Target. Nice. I only eat ice cream like when I crave it and I pretty much stick to like my simple dolce de leche and um, yeah, just like strawberry, French vanilla. I don't really go crazy with my ice cream. But Ben and Jerry's can elevate a simple flavor. That's why I like them. All right, I'm going to check it out. I'm gonna, Next time I had that ice cream craving, mm-hmm. I'm going to 
get a, go to Target and go to get some Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Okay, so I have to address some of these. Yeah, they're rappers, some of these artists. Okay, we're going to start off with Cardi B. Like during Thanksgiving, Cardi B posted her family get together and Twitter like just went in about how inconsiderate she was because during a pandemic, people can't go and visit their families. So they just thought that was inconsiderate how she was just posting her and her family having a good time. I kind of saw both sides to it because if you can afford to get all your family tested for COVID and they all came back negative, why not take that luxury, you know, and spend time with your family. But this time I feel like she just pushed it a little too far. Cardi B went to Twitter asking Twitter if she's to spend, if she's to buy a bag. She posted the picture of the bag and the bag had a price on it of $88,000. Did you see this tweet? I didn't, but that is so tone deaf. Yes. When the unemployment rate is up. Right. That's literally more than someone's salary. Right. You could buy a car. You could buy a small house. Yes. Maybe not in Palm Beach County, but somewhere else in the, in the United States. I'm sure that you could buy a nice house with that. Um, I, the list goes on. Like you could buy a lot of groceries. You could buy some clothes, a book bag, school supplies. Come on now. We didn't know how much that costs. Yeah. And your response was the same response that the fans had um, on Twitter. So responding to Cardi B's tweet, should I spend 88,000 for this damn purse? Oh my God, it's tempting. One person was like, sis, there's an eviction crisis. Folks can't feed their families. Students are drawing in debt and people are sick with and dying of COVID. Another person wrote, most of us don't have the luxury of $88 temptations. (laughs) (laughs) So hearing you're trying to spend 88,000 on a purse feels hella wrong. So of course, Cardi B got all defended like she always does. Cause one time she even deleted her Twitter because of fans. Um, And she was saying how she donated over a million dollars to help the coronavirus relief efforts, how she take care of her nine aunts and her three uncles and her moms and blah, 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 blah. Cardi, we are not your friends. We are your fans and your fans don't wanna see your privileged ass out here spending money like that on a purse, a purse. I feel like she was asking for attention. Like she wanted people to call her out so she could brag about how much she donated and how she takes care of her family. I get it. Like you, sh- you should be able to treat yourself if you worked hard, right? But damn. That's a message like you need to send to the family group chat or your friends group chat, not on Twitter. We are not your friends. Yeah, she wanted attention. Exactly. And you know who else is feeding for attention? Trey songs. Trey songs. What did he do now? Oh, well, after last week hosting that club concert, he started OnlyFans on his birthday and he got his fans um, to buy a picture for $100. Guess what the picture was? It was not of anything worth $100, okay? It was a picture of him in a shower, his chest up, like just literally at the breast line, 
And it was some girl like with her hands gripped around his neck. So he just basically scammed all his fans. They paid a hundred dollars for a picture of him under a shower with another girl. <laughs> Do you know how many guys probably have only fans that look better than Trey songs and you can probably pay less for a picture? Congratulations, you played yourself. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done with Trey songs. He's like annoying. <laughs> congratulations you played yourself okay and my last rant which is I just just laughed at this little boosie little boosie badass is suing Mark Zuckerberg yes the Mark Zuckerberger, the owner of Facebook and IG and all that for 20 million dollars or he said that he'll pay a hundred thousand dollars to get his account restored. So we've talked previously about Little Boosie getting kicked off the Instagram because of what he was doing, like his explicit lives and telling girls to show their vagina areas on IG Live. And I just don't understand why he thinks that pursuing with this lawsuit is gonna do anything. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't even know you, Little Boosie. He doesn't even care. I'm so over a little boozy. He doesn't deserve to have his account back. He doesn't like find another way to make money. Like you, you ruined a good thing. You did it all to yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Like if you're not going to follow the community guidelines and throw all these red flags out there, right. you got to pay the price. Right. If you want to listen to the whole interview, because the way he pronounces Mark Zuckerberger over and over, I was just like, I couldn't take the whole interview serious. It was on Vlad TV. Go and watch it if you want a good laugh. Yeah. And that's it for my rant for these celebrities, just being so inconsiderate and annoying. But I get, Boosie said this is the only way they can make money. Obviously, Trey Songs is not making any money because they can't perform. They can't do their concerts. So well, maybe Lil Boozy needs an OnlyFans account too. There we go. See, Lil Boozy actually needs the OnlyFans account because he can't have an Instagram account. Right. So you can join Cardi B and all the other celebrities, Chris Brown, that have these OnlyFans accounts and just taking money from the people that need it. I cannot. Moving. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so we wanted to talk about goals and resolutions. So do you guys think there's a difference between a goal and a resolution? Yes, I totally think there is because a resolution, when I looked up the word, it actually means a firm decision to do or not to do something. So goals I prefer over resolution because I make short-term goals and long-term. And usually my short-term goals like are related to my long-term. As a resolution, I just want to give an example. Maybe if someone wanted to stop smoking like the year, like by the end of 2021, that's their New Year's resolution. But their short-term goal would be like to like smoke less cigarettes that week and eventually smoking less cigarettes that month, which go would like would evolve into less packs of cigarettes. And then by the end of the year, hopefully resolving and like 
and stop smoking. So I prefer goals over resolutions, but I feel like goals can help with your resolution, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. So my beef with resolutions is that people don't make goals to complete the resolutions. Right. They just kind of treat it like, okay, 1159, December 31st, one more minute until I become a new person, new year, new me. So 12 a.m. January 1st, I'm going to be in the gym, but you don't have a goal. Like you don't know what you're going to work out, how many times you're going to go. You don't even know which gym you're going to join, but you're going to figure it out. Like you don't have any goals. So I just hate the new year, new me. Like we don't have to wait for 12 a.m. January 1st to just be a new person. So resolutions kill me, like, cause it's always the same thing. Oh, I'm going to work out more. I'm going to eat better, but you don't know how you're going to do it. Yeah. And then you fail. Like a lot of people fail. Like if on a normal day, January 1st, or I'm sorry, January 2nd, the gym is packed. And then by February 1st, no one's there. It's not going to be like that going into 2021 because of COVID, but that's usually how it is, you know? Yeah, well, if you're in Delray Boca, you can join me outdoors for a social distance workout. There you go. So if you don't want to go to the gym, meet me out. Meet me outside. How about that? <laughs> okay, so 2020, your goals that you set, did you get her done? Did you set any goals and get her done? Yeah, I always write different things relating to different parts of my life. Right. So just a few things, covid helped me accomplish one of my goals was to spend more time in nature and that that just kind of happened because of covid so it's covid um i wanted to work out more i bought a peloton thanks covid (laughs) and then i wanted to get my debt down i had a goal for that and i wanted to spend less and save more and again covid thanks so yeah and then there were a couple other personal goals that i was able to meet um Related to my food blog, I wanted to start a TikTok and one of the first videos I made went viral. So I feel like I made it. Yeah. What about you? Um, my goals this year was to read a book like that was pleasurable for me, not like school related. Mm-hmm. So not only did I read one book, I read like two and a half books. I'm on my third book. That's so, good. Okay, I'm excited about that. Um, also just doing more towards my business and thanks to COVID, I was able to create a website, get my LLC and things like that. Just making my business a little more official and also saying no, saying no to even family, friends, to just certain things that I just, I'm just a yes person because I'm always trying to like be helpful and help people. But I was proud of myself because I said no more than I usually do this year. Yay. That's good. And that also goes along with self-care, which we talked about a lot this year. I spent a lot of time. That was also on my list of things I wanted to prioritize. And I ended up doing that because of COVID. I had a lot more time on my hands and saying no is part of self-care. Yes, it is. And um, I've done, like I'm transitioning now, like 2021, I'm just going to be meditating more. I've already started like, cause I know I have to like wean myself into it. I want to do it in the morning and the night. So just like getting myself up a little, like 30 minutes earlier than I already get up. So it's going to be like six, yeah. like to meditate. I'm like, uh, pushing myself. So um, do you have any plans or any goals, resolutions for 2020? I want to 
Yeah, I want to piggyback off of meditating. I wanted to start doing that more and also setting my intentions in the morning, which I would have to wake up earlier to write it down. But that like sets your mood for the whole day. Yes, for sure. Putting that out. Also, I want to spend less time on my phone. I was doing really good about that in the beginning of the year. But towards the end of the year, I, I find myself distracted by TikTok. Like I would stop myself, but now I just don't care. I'm just like on TikTok. I'm scrolling on Instagram. I haven't read as much as I did in years past. So I want to get off my phone, live more in the moment again, like I was because it kind of fell off. Right. Um, start reading books again and just little things. I'm not going to be too hard on myself because, you know, I had a whole list of things, some things I weren't, wasn't able to accomplish I mean, 2020 hit us with the pandemic, so anything can happen. I'm not going to be hard on myself anymore. I'm just going to do my best. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, my goals, like we said, the meditation, I really feel like setting the intentions. I've gotten better with like writing my intentions and affirmations down this year. So the next step is meditating. And it sounds so easy because you're just sitting there, but it's not as easy as it sounds. Um, also, I want more clients. My goal is to get more clients in my business, which I've started on that path. Um, my goal is to finish nursing school strong and also to get um, better known in the city of Delray Beach, like in my community, which like we mentioned before, we have to have a plan and implement the plan. And I've already started my plan and implementing it. So I'm going into 2021 strong. Like I'm ready. I'm mm-hmm. ready. Nice. So we had our Christmas movie tournament on Instagram. And thank you all so much for participating. It was a lot of fun. Good job, guys. So in the first round, we had the Muppet Christmas Carol go up against a Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown won that round. We had a Christmas story go up against Rudolph, a Christmas story won. We had Elf go up against Santa Claus, Elf won. And then we had Home Alone go up against the Grinch and Home Alone took that. So for the second round, Charlie Brown went up against A Christmas Story and A Christmas Story won. Elf and Home Alone went up against each other, Home Alone took that. So in the final round, we had A Christmas Story go up against Home Alone and Home Alone won by a landslide. Yay. So thank you so much for participating in the Christmas movie tournament. Go Home Alone. I mean, that's such a classic. I love that movie. The Pigeon Lady. and It's one of my favorites. Like, how do you forget your kid? Yeah. Kevin! <laughs> did you see that she, um, she did a TikTok where she... Yeah. yeah Kevin that's so funny oh good so over the weekend Disney literally threw up content on us like they were just pushing out new shows new movies oh great great there's so much um a few I think Princess Tiana is getting her own show okay Loki's getting his own show I'm just naming a few off the top of my head. It's going to be another Star Wars miniseries, um, a, a bunch of different cartoons. The Marvel Universe is expanding. It was just 
an overload. If you go on Disney Plus's Instagram account, you can just see all of the new stuff that's coming out. And I'm really excited. I mean, that sounds, I already have enough on my plate. Um, so we're going to see. We're going to see. Mm-hmm. I'm excited you just mentioned Princess Tiana. Like, mm-hmm. that's Princess Tiana's from uh, Princess and the Frog. She's mm-hmm. the first uh, Black princess. So I think that's really cool. I'm excited about that. So we told you guys about the versus Ashanti versus Keisha Cole last week. That was rescheduled to January 19th because good old Ashanti got COVID. I think that's awesome that they test them prior to meeting in person. But what happened to when, remember, they weren't doing it in person at first. And then all of a sudden they start doing it like side by side. Yeah. I mean, Ashanti said she would have done it virtually because she felt fine, but- For whatever reason, maybe they're just freaked out because they don't want anyone to have internet issues again. True. It is. I do like um, the connection and the vibes when they're just like in the same area. So it is cool because I'm sure they can feed off each other's energy. Yeah. Um, But for her sake, she was still ready to ride out. So I think it should have still went down. I was ready for it too. I ran out of work. I was like, I'm I missed I thought I was missing it. Dang. Nope. So we do have E40 versus Too Short coming up on the 19th. So that's the Battle of the West Coast rappers. Yeah. MCs. What yeah. would you consider them? They're rappers, they're MCs, um, they're producers. So I was shocked to see that they're putting these two up, but I guess giving their history, their background, they're really like recognize and they're like the foundation of hip-hop so just in case you guys don't remember because I had to kind of like refresh my memory too this is um e40 song tell me when to go and you guys when you hear this too short you're gonna be like what's my favorite word blow the whistle so yeah blow the whistle oh so good <laughs> on december the 19th that's another versus that's like right around the corner chase and that's in four days so yeah check it out check it out um a lot to check out. So the last movie that Chadwick Boseman acted in, you know, the Black Panther, Mr. Jackie Robinson, Mr. James Brown, just actor extraordinaire. Um, he's going to be in the movie called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And that's going to be on Netflix. So it's based off a play that is set in Chicago in the 1920s and deals with the issues of race, art, religion, and historic Black recording artists by white producers. So just like Chadwick Boseman, to play another iconic role that is just a pivot for Black people, you know, he's such a legend, just going out, even still a legend and a movement when he's gone, such an angel. That movie sounds good. When does it come out? So it comes out on December the 18th 
And not only do you have Chadwick Boseman, you have the Oscar winner Viola Davis, who's the mother of blues. And then Chadwick Boseman is playing August Wilson's. So I'm excited about it. It's gonna look really jazzy, some good music, some good acting. You guys know Viola Davis from How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah, I love her. That's gonna be really good. And also um, speaking about Chadwick Bosman, Disney announced that they will not replace him as Black Panther. They're gonna expand on Wakanda. So I'm hoping that they move his sister, his techie sister into the star role because she was really funny. I loved her. I'm here for that. I'm totally here for that. Um, so another show I came across because I was bored and like trying to figure out what to watch. So I just type in Christmas in like all of my platforms. Anyways, so 12 Dates of Christmas. These are for all of the people that like The Bachelorette and all those like dating typey showies. Um, I'm like 12 Dates of Christmas. So basically they have three people who are trying to find a date to take home, like someone that they're going to fall in love with and take home for Christmas. So they go on 12 dates and you can find this show on HBO Max, 12 dates of Christmas. Like literally they're going on 12 different dates with 12 different people to find someone that they fall in love with to take home for Christmas. And then I Googled in Hulu, <laughs> Christmas, the word Christmas. <laughs> And I found this cute little movie. It's called Merry Little Christmas Wedding. And little is spelled L-I-D-D-L-E. And this movie actually is a sequel. I found out after I watched the sequel. Um, it is an all-Black cast. And I was so excited because I'm like, okay, you got Black people. Quality production. Because, you know, some like, you ever watch a Black movie and just like, I just... I try to support it, but it's just like, this production is just making me nauseous. I, I can't watch this. You ever just try to watch a movie and it's like that? I mean, I feel like that could, that could go for any, I've listened. any, like a person of color or even like a white person. I feel like there could be low budget movies for both. Yeah, definitely. Like I try to support y'all, but this movie is not <laughs> doing it, but it's really nice. It's starring Kelly Rowland. And like I said, I watched a sequel, um, The Little Merry Christmas Wedding, and it was just the cutest thing. You guys must watch it. That's it's on Hulu. So not also, have to the first one. When you go on Hulu, they have all of their TV shows. Like they have a section where it'll just show you the holiday episodes. Yeah. So I came across the Seinfeld episode. <laughs> when they talk about Festivus and it's just the funniest thing ever so that's where I got the inspiration to post on our Instagram account if you're following us hey shameless plug don't forget to follow us on Instagram at at the table podcast anyway <laughs> follow, follow follow us and yeah go watch these movies I'm just not one like I can't watch even if I like a movie, I can't really watch it over and over again unless I'm with my family. Like I really like the movie This Christmas. I like The Grinch, but I can't sit alone and rewatch it. I have to like watch it with someone. Mm -hmm. So I just go on a hunt for new Christmas movies. Um, the Little Christmas Wedding is actually a Lifetime movie. And so that was even more obsessed with it because Lifetime has the cutest little movies. So yeah. Well, there you go. You can watch 
Christmas on Netflix, Hulu. Um, what else did we talk about? HBO Max, all of the things. Got you covered, guys. I got you covered. I enjoy <laughs> doing this research for you guys. I do it for you. I really do. She does. So this past weekend, me and my husband went to Disney. We went to Epcot's International Festival of the Holidays, which I was super excited to go to because I normally go to the International Food and Wine Festival. Mm-hmm. So with the with it being the holidays, a lot of the menus were like holiday themed. So I wanted to tell you guys about my experience. Don't freak out. <laughs> he is doing it really well. Um, they're limiting the amount of people in the parks. You need a reservation. Like they won't let you come in without a reservation. They're doing temperature screenings. They're not touching your bag to go through it unless you set off the metal detector. Normally when you scan your magic band at the gate, you also have to use your fingerprint to confirm that it's you. They have the fingerprint scanner covered so you don't have to touch it. So it's contactless. You can use contactless payment throughout the whole park. Everyone is keeping their mask on. No one was being a jerk. Every hour they play a little announcement reminding you to keep your mask on unless you are eating and drinking at a socially distanced area. And if you do not comply, you'll be asked to leave. But no, like I said, no one was being a jerk. Like everyone's at Disney to have fun. Um, This year I noticed that they had a lot of extra tables um, spaced out around the park for you to sit down and eat at so you're not on top of everyone. And we went during the week as well. So I feel like that may have helped as well. I I didn't feel like it was crowded at all. We didn't go on any rides, so I can't comment on that. I didn't want to like touch anything. We were just there for the food and the drinks. We had a lot of fun. Then we went to Disney Springs that night. Same thing, temperature checks. Um, all of the stores are doing social distancing. You have to wait in line. I, I thought they did it well. I think it's a good place. If you're comfortable with going out, I think Disney is a good place to experience during the holidays or even just on a normal day, just to like have a quick little vacation. I had fun. I felt very comfortable and the food was good. They also, during the holiday festival, they do a cookie stroll. So if you purchase five cookies throughout the park and get five stamps, you get a free cookie at the end. Oh, so how many, you got six cookies? Yeah. And we took some of them home. I have a book bag. So I was like stuffing the book bag with cookies, like wrapping them up in napkins because we couldn't finish them. (laughs) Yeah. You took some lovely pictures. Um, Did you post it to your food blog? Any of them? Yes. If you guys follow me over on Sassy Foodie with two Y's. Um, I also made a TikTok and a reel. It's fun. Check me out. <laughs> it was really cute. I liked it. So yeah, the holidays are upon us. Like I still have to go Christmas shopping this weekend, but I'm going to get it done. And yeah, do you have any special plans like for Christmas? Um, We're just doing what we normally do with the immediate family We're going to have our pajamas on Christmas morning, have Christmas breakfast, but normally we would go to the movies later in the day, but instead we're going to watch Wonder Woman at home on HBO Max. What about you? Um, Christmas Eve, I am teaching a city row class. And then immediately after that, I'm going to 
jump on the road and head to Jacksonville. I'm spending Christmas at my little brother's and his girlfriend's house. So it's a little bit different. We really haven't had like, we really don't have a traditional like Christmas thing that we do yet besides just get together, whatever, like we pick a house to meet at and then we just go there. So yeah, a lot of his girlfriend has a lot of plans for us. So I'm excited about that. I don't have to cook. I don't have to make any plans. That's just like going to be my 2021. I'm just low key in it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nice being low key. Yes. I'm getting a little used to it. So, I mean, when we start getting back into the swing of things, I think I'm going to have to keep my calendar lighter than I was before COVID happened because I was killing myself and I didn't even realize it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're excited. Um, like we mentioned before, this is our season finale, last episode of 2020. We will be back next year. Yes. Thanks for sticking around. We're really excited for our next season. Um, like I said, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. We won't disappear from Instagram. We'll be posting stuff. Um, maybe we'll have another competition coming up. And also we're going to be working on a local gift guide. So for your last minute shopping, if you're looking to support some local businesses, so keep an eye out for that. Me, I need that, me. <laughs> well, until next year, Merry Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy New Year from me, Chantel. And Happy Festivus from me, Samantha. <laughs> guys you guys be safe and love one another yes so cheers we will see you next year cheers <laughs>